Okay, and we are live. And Yay. how do we sound? We had a little technical difficulty, but uh, we're trying to get it worked out. Oh, we are not live. <laughs> And we are live now. Right. And we had a little bit of a technical difficulty, so we're hoping that it's okay now. I'm going to wait for our off-camera assistant to tell us if it's good. Okay, we sound better. Which means we got to go through everything that we already did. Man, we had some really good stuff coming out, too. You know, no, I'm just kidding. It's still early. I'm glad we caught it early. It's great. It would have been terrible it if we had done the whole 45 I know, minutes with... Right. With that, I but know, we'll go over a little bit extra. Sound like Chip and Dale. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we sound much better now. Uh, hopefully, people will join. And oh yeah, we got a much better from Kathy. Oh, thank you, Kathy. Oh, we got four people watching already too, so we're good. So, shall we start in prayer? Absolutely. All right. I'll pray. Okay. <laughs> Father, Lord God, we do thank you for this day that you've given us, Father, for the sunshine and Father for your blessings. Father, the ones that we've seen, the ones that we haven't seen, Father, we just thank you so much for your goodness that continually pours out upon us. Father, tonight as we open up your word and start reading in um, the book of Acts, God, that you would reveal these things to us that need to be revealed for our lives. Um, the truths, the principles, uh, the things that would apply to us where we are. Um, Father, that we can continually just be used by you and put you on display. Lord, again, thank you for this day. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your sacrifice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so, I just want to verify. Good. Okay, yeah, now we don't sound like chipmunks, we're being told. Okay. All right, we're good. I just wanted to make sure we were still good. Let's go on. That's great. Okay. That's great. Acts chapter 9. So we're going to be talking a little bit tonight about Saul's conversion. Yes. I mean, this is exciting. It There's is. There's been a lot of great stuff. There really has, it? yes. So just, it's been really great. And I appreciate everybody that sends stuff in, thoughts and ideas yeah. <clears throat> as well, as far as what the Lord's sharing with you. Let's go ahead and start in, in um, chapter 9, verse 1. Okay. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus, so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, that he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed all around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand to Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. How about we stop there? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Okay, so there is a lot in this particular <laughs> passage. I mean, the entire chapter 9. It just, right, pretty loaded. Yeah. Um, 
you know, first of all, the guy's name is Saul. When, the first time I ever read this was after I had already read First Samuel. And I learned about a different guy named Saul. Right. So I immediately drew that comparison okay. to this Saul, to that Saul. And so likely, I mean, so alike that God changed his name. Now, we haven't gotten to that part yet. <laughs> yeah, but yet. Um, this Saul that we know later becomes the Apostle Paul. Right. And so dramatic was the change in his life that he gets a new name, too. And that happened another time in the Bible with Jacob, who became Israel. I know, right? Right. Um, so let's, let's first talk about this. He's, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He's the guy who was standing there at the, at, when Stephen was stoned. Right. He's the guy who was a Pharisee among Pharisees who had, he knew the law. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, I, every time I read this, I think about Nicodemus too, who knew the law very well and mm-hmm. went to Jesus and said, okay, I think I know what you're talking about. And you seem like you might be this guy, but I want to know more. Mm-hmm. Saul, this Saul, Paul was not getting that at this time until this happens to him. Um, on his way to Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him, and he fell to the ground. And he doesn't know who it is. He doesn't recognize the voice of the Lord No, at first. No, he doesn't. He sure does afterwards, though. <laughs> yeah, it's something that but, quickly got his attention. Oh, yeah. I mean, that would get my attention. Once met a guy that was trying to lead him to the Lord, and he said, if God would just speak from heaven and tell me, I was like, you don't want that. Trust me, you don't yeah. want that. I know a guy that it happened to. You don't want that. Yeah, so I, it gave me a chance to tell about the story and how he was blinded for yeah. a few days. And and I, I don't know if the guy eventually came to the Lord or not, but I, I pray that he did. But mm, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, too. You know, here's Saul. He's, you know, and, and one of the, the words that jumps out, with, uh, jumps out to me, and this is just in, in um, verse 1, is the word still. Mm, okay. Meanwhile, Saul was still. Still. He was in process. He was about what we would look at and go, well, that's just wrong. I mean, he's just imprisoning these Christians. But from his standpoint at this point in time, he was doing what he thought was right. Right. But he was still in the process of doing all of these things. So right in the middle of Saul's action, in the middle of his still, Jesus shows up. Mm. To, to bring <clears throat> redirection. Right. And, right. and it's amazing. It's just, it, it, it's really neat to watch that God, just like, and, and the, the other word too that, that really caught my attention was, um, let's see, in verse three, suddenly. Mm. And it is in the middle, when we're still doing X, Y, Z, God will suddenly show mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And, and just grab our attention. And it can be, you know, just grab us by the collar. I mean, I remember doing stuff as a kid that wasn't exactly oh. the right thing to do. Yeah. And all of a sudden, somebody grabbed me by <laughs> the collar, su- right? Right? You and get it's a like suddenly. No- <laughs> yeah. I got plenty of suddenly, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. It's like out of nowhere, you just, your your attention is grabbed. And, and you're just in like, what yeah. is going on? You yeah. know, because, you know, you never saw it coming. Right. You were so focused on, on what you were doing, good or bad. Right. But, you right. know, you're, you're focused on what you're doing, and then all of a sudden, authority grabs you. Right. 
this also reminds me of people that have such great intentions. They think they're serving the Lord. And, and I, I speak from experience here because I was teaching some things when I was younger. I, oh, I knew I was right. Only to later found out, find out I wasn't right. And I had to go back to as many people as I could find. Right. Some of them I could not find. They had already passed on. Mm. And say, you know, when I talked about this particular thing, I don't think I was quite right on that. Mm. And some of them said, yeah, I know. <laughs> and others, what? I said, what did that's you tell be- me? That's beautiful. Yeah, that's the humility of that exactly. person. But yeah. there yeah. were others that like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, what's, what's, what should it be, what you said? Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, we have to be open to hearing from the Lord, right. which is what Saul heard. He exactly. heard from the Lord. The Lord corrected him. Not yes. another human being. The Lord corrected him himself. That's right. And when we're open to that, we can have a moment like this, like yes, Saul had. That's exactly right. Yeah. Hopefully it's not a suddenly, like you grab by the <laughs> back of the neck. But Let's hope. Yeah. But then again, you know, there's some of us that that's... That's what it takes. <laughs> it is. It yeah. is what, what it takes. But yeah, to, to know that in the middle of what we're doing, that to, to be able to tune in or be tuned in to mm-hmm. God communicating with us, um, to catch what he's saying, to understand what he, to recognize his voice. And that was one of the points that you made earlier. Right, right. You know, to really to understand that that's him, and that he is willing to meet us where we are. Right. To lead us. Right. To guide us and direct us. That yeah, that is so important, isn't it? It is, because, you know, sometimes people feel like, had I thought at that moment, oh well, I was wrong, and I'm just going to run away and hide, mm-hmm. and you know, people trusted me, and I almost led them astray. Yeah. No, God's not like that. It's not like one and done, you're out. He gives you opportunities to be restored, renewed. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what he did here with, with Saul. Yeah, it's Saul going down this one path that he believed was correct. Yeah. And God got his attention. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, the same so for important. us. Yeah, whether it's a situation like this or, or, you know, what comes to my mind even right now is that there are times that we get into conversations with people. And sometimes those conversations can get a little heated. Mm-hmm. on some things mm-hmm. and in the middle of that God's wanting to get your attention <laughs> you know and in the middle of of still you know like it's talking about here still doing what we're doing and in that conversation even though our mouth is moving are are our ears open <laughs> yes I'm, I'm laughing because I can relate because it's happened where you, you're just yelling and God's saying Phil calm down Phil, <laughs> calm down. and you know you need to you should but you just in that moment, yeah, I yeah. understand. But yeah, in that moment, I mean, you know, there again, you no reason to have to fall like a dead man, right? Because God will get your attention. That's right. That's right. But but you know what? Praise the Lord, He did. Amen. Um, you know what? Saul Saul did um, submit. Right, and for three days he was blind. I know. Could you imagine? Go, yeah, and I think that's very significant of the three days that Jesus was in. Yeah. The grave. So I agree. Yeah. I agree. And it's one of those things, too, that um, in a situation like that, there's so many things just in these first few verses that we read that is about Saul experiencing God. Mm-hmm. I mean, the noise, the vision, the words, mm-hmm. the blindness. I mean, all of those things, it's like, you know, it's not something you just kind of go home and somebody says, so how was your day? And you go, you know what, nothing really happened. Yeah. You're going to remember and you experience who he is, who the Absolutely. Lord is, and it, and it imprints onto your heart forever. 
Absolutely. Yeah, you wouldn't forget something like that. No, you wouldn't. And the men with him, they, they were speechless because they heard the sound but did not see anyone. So, I, you know, I can even imagine these men that were there with him, how their life must have changed too. Right. Right, because oh, yeah. didn't, and they, didn't it say they, they took him by the hand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so they took him by the hand and led him to Damascus. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right, shall we continue with verse 10? Sure. All right. In, in Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. For he is praying. In a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and, a, and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you were coming before has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized. And after taking some food, he regained his strength. Go, go ahead. <laughs> Ananias is an amazing guy. He is. Absolutely. You know, really, just just an amazing, obedient, yeah. um, submissive, submitted servant. He so easily could have said, no, that was just me thinking that. You know, that, that wasn't, I heard, I didn't hear God. Right. That was just something else. Or he could have just said, look, I know that was you, but I'm not doing it. Right. But he did. You know, and it's one of the things that, that we've we've been talking about for, for a while now, Phil, and, and that's that the, the Lord is searching out those people whom we would never expect mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to bring into, not into churches, yes, you know, so the they would be attending, but to bring them into the church, capital C, mm-hmm. universal sure. church, because God wants to use them. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter what they've done. It doesn't matter what they look like. Right, right, or, or what they know at this time. Right. Right. And that's a big one right there. Yeah. Because there's so much... Um, formal education yeah. that is required yes yeah to step into a position to (laughs) be used and yes keep going because i'm going to build on this it's not that way at all right right there's there's a big difference between what i know up here and how submitted and humbled my heart is Mm -hmm. and that ties into what ananias said here yeah he says it does but lord this man has authority from the high priest. Man's authority. Right. Good the point. higher education, man's authority. You know, and God's saying, I don't care. I'm giving you the authority. I'm telling you what to do. Yeah. And he chooses to do it. He chooses the Lord over mm-hmm. people who could have harmed him. Yes. Could have thrown him in jail. Could have 
killed Absolutely. him. Absolutely. And he was still obedient to the Lord. Mm. Man, that's good because God, you know, just like what you're talking, I mean, it says it here, but also to, to reiterate some of what you're saying, that he was chosen. The Lord chose him and the Lord positioned him. Mm-hmm. And and there's there's some things that we've experienced, some mm-hmm. things that we've had yeah. an opportunity to watch yeah. that it doesn't really matter what man thinks or Absolutely. their path that needs to follow. If the Lord has decided that it is time to place a position or reposition, then he will. And it can happen at any time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> any time. Like right in yes. the middle of, of, yeah. of Saul's still proclaiming murderous right. accusations. Right. Yes. Right. And I mean, the Bible doesn't say what Ananias was doing, but he could have just been sitting down, relaxing, and he could have been walking to the refrigerator. Not that right. they had refrigerators back then, but anything could have been going on. Right. And, it, and that's what I'm saying. Why I'm saying that is because for us, you know, if you're walking to the refrigerator and all of a sudden you get this thought that where did that come from? That came from the Lord, mm-hmm. most likely. If and he's telling you to do something, act on it. Yes. No matter what, you know, the authorities say. Right. And I'm not saying do anything illegal or anything like that. But, you know, if you're being, if you feel like God's saying, lead a Bible study, start something at church, then do it because it doesn't matter if you don't have the education, he'll give it to you. Yeah. And, to, you know, it's even like something like this, you know, and, and if Ananias was sitting there and all of a sudden he hears the Lord says, you know, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for... <laughs> I love for that. Man, you know, Straight from Tarshish, Street. I know, right? <laughs> from from Tarshish named Saul. And it's, it would be like, you know, so if I'm at home and I'm studying or, or whatever, and, and I feel like the Lord says, okay, I want you to go down to... Coleman's Fish Market mm-hmm. and find a gentleman in a blue shirt and I want you to say this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you going to do it? Shoot, yeah. <laughs> and, and part of that is because it's like, because there, there's been a lot of times when I didn't. Yeah, yeah, and, same. And so then you end up sitting there going, man, I wonder, wonder I wonder, what? I wonder. So, there, so then yeah. I'm like, you know, what have I got to lose? Yeah. You know, if, if this is the Lord, then I'm either not going to do it and be disobedient, or I have an opportunity to go do it and be counted as obedient. Yeah. So then you know what? So then I get up and I go, and I see that person in the blue shirt, and I'm like, hey, Lord wants me to tell you this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, thank you so much. Turn around yeah. and walk off. That's you don't it. even know the person, right? No, no, you don't even know him. And, that, yeah. I, and I, I think at points, you know, God's kind of watching, and he's like, man, this is going to be good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Come here, Michael. Come here, Gabriel. I want you guys to watch this guy. You yeah. know, but it's one of those things that... that 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 person needed to hear that, yeah, and and yeah. their heart was so ministered to that they don't look at us and go, oh wow, thank you so much. They're like, praise God for that message. I so needed that today, and it becomes about the Father. Right, right, you know? exactly. But you know, just in listening, you know these these opportunities are there for us. Absolutely, to do things like this. Yeah, and, and we have to learn to not ignore them. Right. You know, and here's a quick check. If it doesn't go against the Bible and agrees with the Bible, it's probably God. That's I would certainly Very be good. more yes. willing to step in faith and be wrong than to not step in faith and miss an opportunity exactly. to be obedient. Mm. Very good. And yeah. it is. It's life-changing. But it's yeah. life-changing on two sides. You know, sure. Because yeah. God is the ultimate multitasker. Yeah. So you know, he's taking care of his kids that are in need of him. 
And he's also building the faith of those who are stepping out mm. with him. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really it's really neat to watch, and it's neat to see that happen here. Yep. It really is. So Ananias goes to the house and yeah. places his hands on Saul, and he says, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here. That right there would have probably for Saul would have been like, okay, I need to listen. This guy said he was Jesus, and now this guy who I don't know and I can't see is telling me the Lord Jesus. So he knows he's in the midst of a prophet. He has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again, and he was baptized. Hmm. That's just, I mean, a personal encounter with the Lord and a huge change of heart. From a personal encounter, and and that's why yeah. I, I told people today on Facebook to ask God for that personal encounter. Yes, with the Lord, because He wants to give it. Absolutely, just ask Him. That's right. He will give because mm-hmm. He wants to give. And it because it's it's such a a, a um, foundational piece of relationship. Yeah, you know, and it, it's it's one of those things to where you know our, all of our relationships that we have with people now are built upon encounters. Mm-hmm. Personal encounters, um, the experiencing one another in a situation, and and God is there to meet us where we are. We're told over and over and over again that He is always there, that He's never left us, that He won't leave us, that He won't forsake us. But He's in where we are. If God is everywhere, and He is, mm-hmm. then He is in our situations. Absolutely. So it, let's be open to engage Him in those things. You know, and it it can be anywhere. It doesn't have to be on your knees. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be just when you read the Bible. It, it really is everywhere. It's everywhere. walking through the grocery store. It's driving on your way to work. It's, you, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to say, oh, well, when I get home, I will pray. <laughs> no. no, do it right there. Right, right. If you feel the Lord call and do it right there, wherever you are. That's exactly right. In he's the shower, walking to the refrigerator. He's, al- he's always open for communication. Absolutely. You know, there's always that open door to, to discuss and to talk and to praise and to worship Absolutely. and to listen. And to listen. You know, God, is there anything you want to share with me today? Yeah, that's important. That really you know, is. Because we do it. We do it with our friends. We call them up and say, hey, man, how are you doing today? What's going on? Just want to, hey, is there anything I can do for yeah, you today? Right. You know, what do you, is there something you want to share with me today? That's awesome. Yeah. I love it when my kids come up and do that. Yeah. So, Dad, is there anything you want to tell me today? Oh, yeah. Man, I got <laughs> some back. good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because, man, I got some good stuff. You're open for some wisdom and some truth here. I'm, I'm going to take my best shot Absolutely. at it. Absolutely. You know, and the Lord is like that, too. You know, he really yeah, is. Absolutely. He just wants to meet his kids and be able to talk with them and to have conversation with them and, and to be invited into their lives. And I think that's really the thing. Mm-hmm. And when my kids come and talk to me and, and they, they're inviting me into their life. Mm-hmm. You know, what joy is that to be a part of that? Hmm. And God looks at it the same way. Absolutely. And if we could all just realize this mm-hmm. and do that, what a difference the world would, would make in the world. Wouldn't it? It would. It really would. I have a question. Yeah. So when you talk to God or pray, if you're in a situation where you can't vocally pray, if you think the prayer... Mm-hmm. Good. Oh, yes. he can hear you. Yes. Yes. And Absolutely. the thing about that is that when, when you're praying inside your mind, God's hearing you because okay. the Holy Spirit is, is connected to your spirit mm-hmm. and you're speaking. And 
he's given us that ability as a human being to be able to connect with him like that. But the best part is the enemy can't hear it. They can't hear you. They can hear you when you speak vocally. And there's reasons why we want to speak vocally sometimes so that they do hear, so they know that they're in trouble or God's coming to take care of the situation. But there's right. times when you just want to keep it inside. And it, or if you're in a situation, wherever it may be, that you can't speak vocally, then yeah, it, God will hear you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. Andrew. Yeah. I'm relieved. It really, Good. It really is. Sometimes if you're in a, like, if you're in an environment where there's a lot of people and you're like in a lecture or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. And something's on your mind, can you just vocally not mm-hmm. say it, but pray? Right. Yes. Right, and yeah. There, there's been times too for me that um, I've been at a grocery store. You're standing in line, and maybe there's a young mother with her child, and the child has just had enough for the day, mm-hmm. and they're just, you know, oh yeah, all yeah. upset, or they want the candy that's right there at the checkout, whatever it is. But just to be able to stand there and to pray silently for that child and for that mom, oh man, God's all in that. Okay. He he loves that stuff, you know. So yeah. Yeah, just real life situations, but yeah, the Lord's always listening. And, and Phil, that that points is is great for us to remember that our spirit is tied in mm, with the Holy Spirit absolutely. that lives within us, and so it's all spiritual. It doesn't have to be anything physical at that moment when we start to pray in our hearts and in our minds because right. that's what we're doing. Right. Is we're just sharing our heart with the Lord. Um, that is one of the most beautiful spiritual moments that that we as as believers really can have. Just one-on-one communication. Yeah, it, it really is, and, and it eliminates religion from it. Yeah, you don't have to have the full hand, folded hands or on your knees or saying certain words. It's just an intimate communication with God. Right, and it's beautiful. It's sad for those that don't pray. Yeah, it is very sad for those that don't pray. It is. That that great question. Yeah, great question. We ready to continue on? Yep. All right, you want to read? Sure, we're in... Verse 20. Verse 20. Well, the last part of 19. Okay, last part of 19. Yeah. Um, Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. Which is just crazy. Yes. He was just seeking them out, right? He was just going there, right? I love that. Now he's hanging out with them. And it gets better. (laughs) At once, he began to preach in the synagogue that Jesus is the Son of God. (laughs) The synagogues he was going to with the papers of authority, (laughs) and now he's preaching in them. I know. I wonder if he just kind of ripped them up and kind of tucked them back (laughs) in his cloak a little bit, and he's like, Void. Forget these these papers. I got something else I want to say. Right. (laughs) Oh, man. Verse 21, all those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. By proving? Yes, now, I think that's part, by proving that Jesus is the Christ, I think that's part of where his learnedness mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. in. Yes, because exactly. Because all of a sudden, everything that he had been taught, he knew all of those things. And, and to understand that those things were incorrect is a matter of just flipping the switch. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So then yeah. he has this arsenal of understanding and knowledge to really just start picking apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think that's awesome. That is awesome. And, you know, I often think about it as like God saying, okay, here's Saul in the womb. I'm going to raise him up to learn, knowing all along what he's going to do. And Saul makes the wrong choices. And God says, okay, I'm going to give you an encounter. And you still have a choice. He could have said. That's right. I'm not listening to this this blinding light and yeah, be this... blind for three days. Oh, I got my sight back. Time to kill some Christians. Right. But no, he chose to follow. Right. And God, of course, God knew that. But just, I just love how God, you know, built him up in that knowledge of studying under Gamaliel so that he would be so powerful and be able to say, here's the proof. Right. Because they didn't have Bibles back exactly. then. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and for him just to spend several days with the disciples, again, shows that heart of submission yeah. that he really is, okay, this happened and I really am going to follow this path. Um, but those those disciples, those you know, those ones who are who answered the call, um, just allowed themselves to pour into Saul. Yes. And to minister to him and to allow him to be there and stuff. That that's that, I think that's one of the things that oftentimes we, you know, we talk about the Apostle Paul, all of the books that were written, so much in Scripture about him. But it's, um, there were those people that the Lord put in his path to get him mm-hmm, to that place. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, who's the pastor that led Billy Graham to Christ? Yeah. You know, do you really, do we know his name? Which, we, you know, we do, but he's not yeah. at the tip of our tongue yeah. like Billy Graham. But there were those, those people whom the Lord yeah. brought alongside Saul in this time to mm-hmm. build him up and encourage him and then release him into his call. Right. Right. It was a preparation both uh, ways, yeah. really. Exactly. Exactly. I think we're on verse 23. Yep. All right. I'll go ahead and read that. Okay. After many days had gone by, the Jews conspired to kill him. Imagine that. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul on his journey had seen the Lord and the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem. Speaking boldly in the name of the Lord, he talked and debated with the Grecian Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the brothers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Then the church thought throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. How many times did it say they tried to kill him in that passage there? You know, Um, just just like they tried to kill Jesus. You know, he when here's a man who was like the poster boy for their movement. Right. And now they want to kill him because he's switched sides. He's kind of gone against them. And Mm -hmm. I there's a Muslim that I know. I don't know him personally. I've heard of him, seen him on YouTube. Um, I can't remember his last name now. Walid Shabbat or something like that. Very strong Muslim man, really knew the Quran really well. 
had an encounter with the Lord, mm. became a Christian, and now preaches Christianity and tries to convert Muslims. And he has had to flee for his life many times mm. because he's pulling people away from Islam. Mm. So it happens. It does. It does. But to, to, to keep persistent and just, you know, yeah. it's like just the same tenacity that Saul had in coming after Christians. He mm -hmm. now has that same tenacity. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say the same. I would say greater. Greater, yeah. Um, to, I'd say to greater. To preach truth. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's one of those, there again, it, it, you know, we can look at people um, and that aren't a part of um, the body of Christ. They're not believers and they're just hellions. Mm -hmm. And we're like, man, if, you know, is there any hope? Well, yes, there's hope. There's but hope. As a matter of fact, you know, if, if they're living like that, then imagine how oh. they would live for Christ. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah. if, if we have that perspective to be the disciples that would come alongside, that would be available, that would mm. Ananias willing to step out mm -hmm. and just go face to face with Saul. Hmm. You know, and, wow. and so it makes That's... me look at, yeah, it makes me look at my own life. Yeah. Like, okay, so. Who are the Sauls in my life mm -hmm. that I could step into their arena mm. and be the voice of the Lord? That really be spoke the to me. <laughs> be the healing touch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and to watch them convert and then mm. be launched into all of what God has for them, all of their purpose, everything of what God designed them, all of their gifts for them to go do. Oh, wow. Are you the trigger? <sighs> that makes that creates a burning desire in my heart for some people I know. I know I know it, <laughs> you know it does me too I'm, I'm thinking about people and I'm, I'm seeing their their faces flash yeah. in my mind and going you know I, I need to step into their world yeah at, at that level wow that's really good that was really good it is it's convicting it, it is it's very convicting I want to say something about this. Um, verse 27, this is what the Lord just put on my mind. About, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. Who's Barnabas? I know who he is, but I mean, at this point, in reading the Bible, who's Barnabas? Have we ever heard of him before? Not that I'm aware of. I don't think so. I, I, I don't remember if we heard him. In, I don't think we did in the early part. I, I don't think so, so either. Barnabas, now where I'm going with this is a person who obviously the Lord has called and has... has um, worked in his life and he has converted to the way uh, yeah. mm -hmm. and God is using him now to reach the ones that are well known like Peter, John, um, James, Thaddeus, mm -hmm. Philip, all the disciples that are now the apostles, but Barnabas. So what I'm getting at is Going back to what we talked about earlier, right. you can be that person that society might say or, um, you know, people with authority might say, well, you're not really ready for this. But was Barnabas ready for this? And here he's bringing them to the ones who are, by all accounts, ready because they walked with the Lord daily for three and a half years. Yeah. And now you got this guy named Barnabas who's saying, hey, look, this guy's for real. Yeah. And he's the one who brings them around. So... Mm. Anybody at any time can be used by the Lord right. for anything. That's exactly right. But Bar Barnabas does show up earlier. Oh, he does. Okay, he does. And, okay. Um, chapter four. Okay. Um, at the end, at the, at the end of chapter four, um, verse thirty-six, Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, 
whom the apostles called Barnabas, okay. which means son of encouragement, okay. sold a field he owned that's and right. brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. So that's right. That's right. He he was one of the the f- first to step into the um, belief of the church. He was one of the first believers, um, and he was one of the um, people who. Um, when Scripture talked about they sold all that they had so that mm-hmm. they could right, exchange right. and that they so that no one had need. That's right. So he was one of the people. Now he was also he's he's the lead in to Ananias and Sapphira. Yeah, yeah. I so with the correct heart, mm-hmm. okay, he's the one that sold a field and brought the money to the apostles' feet so that others could have what they needed. Again, son of encouragement. The one who walks alongside, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what he does exactly. Yeah, but um, so then he, uh, which um, here in chapter nine makes that solid connection between him and the apostle Paul, because he's going to go travel with Paul. Yes, yes. Which that's awesome. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure he. Do you think he realized when he was that? Yeah. This I'm walk traveling. This guy is going to write half of the New Testament. No, no. Uh-uh. But that's just amazing. What an amazing that is calling. amazing. Um, you know what an amazing opportunity and um, placement that the Lord would put him in. Yeah, and it certainly was by the leading of the Lord that He brings Paul to these yes apostles and and says, um, but the Lord had spoken to him and how. And how, see, the Lord had spoken to him, and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So he's, he is going before that authority, if mm-hmm. you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that there was anything wrong with the apostles, but they were afraid of him. And now this man's stepping up and saying, and I guess what I'm trying to show is that the Lord can shatter perceptions yes. in our society. He doesn't. That's good. He doesn't have to abide by perceptions. He doesn't have to abide by the... Obviously, Jesus didn't abide by the man-made rules, the traditions. He... And then, to top it off, verse 31, Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace, and it was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Mm. It grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. Oh, boy. That's powerful there. It is. Man, verse 31. I love it. Yeah. Enjoyed a time of peace. And in that time of peace was strengthened and encouraged. Strengthened and encouraged, yes. Mm. That's and, good. And I, that is so important because... You know, like we always say, if you injure your foot, for example, rest it, elevate it. Don't don't walk on it. You need that time to recover and recoup. Yeah. And this is what God gave the church. They'd been through a lot at this point, hmm. especially at the hands of the man named Saul. Right. Okay. Right. Where they watched Stephen being stoned. They had saw other people being dragged out and stoned and killed. And now they're enjoying a time of peace. So they've injured their foot. Now they're relaxing and setting it up and letting it recuperate. Hmm. That's good. That's really good. Hmm. Okay, we are. We started a little bit late, but we're getting close to the time where we end. Um, do you want to just pull up here? Do you want to continue on? 
Yeah, let's go. Ahead. Well, let's wrap it up here. And, okay. And then I think it's one of the things too. You know, here we're at first thirty-one. As as you had pointed out, Phil is um, you know, talking about the church, and 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 that's that's us. You know, that's where we are. Right. And it's like so in this, like even what we've talked about tonight. You know, where where are we in this? Is there is there a place and a point that we can look at? at this story and mm. say as far as the church is concerned you know we can talk about our church people that are watching can think of their own church or we, you know we can look at the church of bel-air we can look at the church of our region you know right go, so so where are we right now i think we are coming into a time of peace where can we we can recuperate we've been through a lot in we the have. last year we, we really have and individually and, co- and corporately we've right. all been through a lot and I really sense that the Lord is saying that the pandemic will come to an end. Mm. There will be a time of peace. There will be a time of great upheaval prior to it, I believe, and not necessarily in a bad way, a lot of change. And then it'll be a time of peace and we can recuperate and be ready for the next thing that the Lord, not that we can just sit back and say, ah, yeah, go go sit on the beach. (laughs) It's not like that, but a chance to catch your breath. (laughs) I forgot where you're going this week. <laughs> Never mind. I take that back. Strike that from the record. <laughs> I was not thinking about you. I meant that in a figurative sense. I love it. I Boy, love it. That look I just got. If looks could kill. <laughs> you were so confident. <laughs> well, you know what I no, mean in I a do. figurative sense. So. No, no, no. I, I do. I, I really do. And and that's one of the things for us to realize is is that this last year has been intense. Mm-hmm. It, it has been, it, it has, and you, you made the great point, Phil, of, of saying, you know, individually, it's been difficult for a lot of us, you know, and that individual difficulty f- flows into the corporate. And and so right. on so many levels, um, it's it's been quite the battle. And, and to have walked through that, followed the Lord through that, um, mm-hmm. is is setting us up for a time of peace and in that time of peace to still be strengthened and encouraged yeah um, that is further preparing us for the next right right exactly so I, I get exactly what you're saying yeah and, and I, I see that happening as well um, and and I think that there's a, a point in time for us to to um, rest in his arms yes you know yes. And, and allow him to um, nurse our wounds if they're needed yeah you know um, yeah but to get ready for the next because yeah. it's coming um, but there is that outpouring of the spirit that we know is in the process of taking place yes absolutely and, um, so it's exciting it, it very much reminds me of this time yes in the book of acts absolutely now i don't know who saul is necessarily but uh, he could be one out there yeah but beside the fact of that it is it is a time of being strengthened and encouraged mm-hmm. yes. by the Holy Spirit. It is. That's the important thing to remember. This is not us. But this is the first time I think usually battles and turmoil are for adults only. Yeah. Yeah, children, yeah I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Children are there with us right now yeah. being in this battle and this turmoil. It's kids. You're, you're absolutely right. It's, they're it, suffering. That, yeah. That's a great point. That really is a good and, point. And in that, to watch these children turn to the Lord mm-hmm. and their hearts of to turn to worship in this. Um, the younger generation through these difficulties mm-hmm. have a choice as well mm-hmm. 
to throw their hearts at the feet of God mm. or to not. And those that are, we're watching them rise up. And They're it's, crying for help. they are, mm-hmm. they are, and the Lord is going to answer. Absolutely. He really will. But that's a great point, Nancy. But it, you know, Phil, what you're saying, you know, this is a time for us to be um, strengthened, time to us to be encouraged, mm-hmm. and, and to watch the Lord bring peace, and for us to be embraced by that, um, and in preparation for, for continually to be used. Absolutely. What, what he has for us, what's the next? What's the next? It is. I, I don't know, but we'll find out. We Together we will. We All right, we're going to stop there. So we'll pick up again in two weeks. Remember, we won't be here next week. Both right. Ian and I will be gone next week. So we'll pick up in two weeks on, what is today? The seventh. So on the uh, 21st. Mm-hmm. The 21st, we'll begin with verse 32 in Acts chapter 9. Fantastic. Did we get any prayer requests in tonight, though? Um, I do not see any prayer requests. I have one. Oh, you have okay. one. Okay. Lillian Sabita. Lillian Sabita. She lost her 34-year-old nephew yesterday. Oh, my. Okay. Lillian Sabita lost her nephew yesterday. Okay. Okay. We're traveling tomorrow. Yes. Okay. To the beach. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm glad you are. You you need that time. It's good. And I hope you enjoy it. We are looking forward to it. I'm sure you are. I'm going to make you pray tonight. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time, Lord. It's truly amazing the way you work through us and in us and through us and all that you do in our lives and in the lives of others. And and there's nothing that happens by chance. You put us in situations. You put us near people. You have us say words at certain times, and it's just amazing how you work. And we may not always see what's happening, but Lord, it's, it's... we know that you're doing it, almost like a bee when it's pollinating a flower. We don't see it happening, but Lord, you're making it happen. And we thank you for that beauty. And we thank you for this beautiful weather. And Lord, we want to pray for Lillian Sabita, pray for her family with the loss that they are suffering, and pray that you'll fill the void in their lives and and help them in the days and weeks and years to come as they struggle with this loss. Anytime we lose a loved one, Lord, it's just a matter of learning to cope. And we pray that you help them with this as time goes on. Mm -hmm. And Father, we pray for the Thornton family as they travel to the beach starting tomorrow. We pray for their safe travels. We pray, Lord, that there be no difficulties. And anything that they may encounter, Lord, that they will be able to look to you to, to find a way through. And pray, Father, that you will give them a time of rest and rejuvenation And we pray, Father, that every single person from child to adult that they encounter will be touched by you in a special way. So pour out your spirit upon them, Lord, and let it just flow into everyone they encounter. Let all be blessed by their presence. And Father, we pray, Lord, for the next two weeks while we're not apart, that you will be with us. Keep us safe. Keep us, Lord, in your presence. Keep us always looking to you and learning from you and bless our return when we come back in two weeks to study your word again. Mm. We ask all this of you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good night, everybody. Good night. Have a great two weeks. We'll see you soon. So which beach? Uh, Ocean Isle Beach. Oh, winter one. Just, yeah, just north of Myrtle. Oh, how peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I did not even think about that. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.